Today's Leading Women episode 495 with the wonderful Mitzi Weinman. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Mitzi Weinman. Mitzi Weinman is the founder of Time Finder, which offers practical approaches to personal productivity. As a coach, workshop leader, and professional speaker, she helps people develop good habits and techniques to reduce stress, which can result from not planning, procrastinating, feeling disorganized, and overwhelmed in rushing to get things done at work and or at home. Their philosophy is simple. When you maximize your most valuable resource, which is your time, you stay focused on your personal and professional priorities like family, friends, community, work, health, and you. To learn more about Mitzi and what she does, go to www.timefinder.net. That's www.timefinder.net. Women of the world, Miss Mitzi Weinman. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on, Marie. I am delighted to have you in the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, um, Mitzi, I really like what you're doing with your business, especially with Time Finder. Love that name as well. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the what equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you. And I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment in time about them. But these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind a niche? Sure. My business, which is Time Finder, I started um, when my last job was eliminated and I needed to stay um independent. I was an independent contractor for the Chicago Tribune in doing sales. And I happened to just be speaking to a friend of mine in real estate. And he said to me, you know, I need to be better organized. And I said, you know what, I can help you with that. And so I went into his office and it was a kind of a mess, a lot of clutter and paper around. And I started to help him get that better organized and create filing systems and the you know, get rid of the paper. And he actually found, well, he was actually sad because he found receipts in his drawer that he didn't use for his taxes. So he kind of lost some money there. But it, it showed the importance of really getting rid of the clutter and really getting better organized. And so I helped him with that. And slowly as I was helping other people and I put together a marketing plan to help me keep my business moving forward, 
I realized that there was a connection between time and the paper and the clutter, that people were reluctant to put things away in their drawers if they needed to do something and take action with it. But it was through my friend who you know, took a chance in having me help him with his paper and his clutter that I was able to start Time Finder and then slowly, you know, talk about it with other people. And even my mom, she got one of her clients to hire me. And that was the first time I worked for more of a company and a bigger company. And so it just kind of grew and grew in that way, um, pretty much word of mouth. And then I would make phone calls. I would make cold calls. I was the queen of the cold call. Mm, I love and admire about your business, you know, how you birthed this idea and how it is to what, what it is right now. And I love your story because this is, has been a theme here at Today's Leading Women. It started, your, the idea started with something. I mean, for example, with you, you started with a friend helping her organize her clutter. And then it grew from there. It grew not just from your friends, but to the other pe- others as well. And now you're helping other people by through organizing and productivity. Great niche here that you have come and I love that you have this one out there. But what continues to inspire you doing this business? What inspires me to do it is that I see people making a difference in their lives. And it's not that I'm doing anything to change them, but they've made a decision to do things differently than they're currently doing. And so seeing that difference and that they feel more calm about what they're doing they feel they're more in, they're more in control of their day and more in control of how they're getting their things done working with other people on their team being able to delegate more effectively so they can leverage their time and seeing the difference i had one person who heard me speak at a at a conference and it was a program on goals and a couple of a month or so after it, she emailed me and one of her goals, and it was a professional conference for for dentists and dental practitioners and and um, you know the people that work in dental offices. And she she emailed me and she said, "I just want to let you know I lost 18 pounds since I last since I heard you speak." And I was in her her email was really so touching. I actually my, I teared up. And then a few months later, she she emailed me again, and she had lost about 30 or so pounds. And a few months later, she emailed me again, and she had lost about 48 pounds. She had made, I mean, it was significant weight loss. And she had become a spokesperson for Weight Watchers. And she had just changed her entire life. And it was it wasn't that what I said. She was in the right place at the right time to see some strategies on how to go about doing and setting that goal and putting it into action. And so stories like that really drive me to want to keep doing what I'm doing and and helping people see that they can take more control over their day, over their lives. And I just love that. And that is really something that totally motivates me. 
Absolutely. I mean, nothing really is fulfilling and gratifying than getting great feedback from our clients, from the people that we share, we help in some way, shape or form with what we're putting out there. I mean, being able to impact others, being able to make a difference in their lives. That is truly an inspiration. Great that you shared that one with us. Now, let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this idea or that turned this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Well, I guess I would say that I'm authentic. I, you know, I really um, want to help people. And it's, in, you know, when people hear that somebody like is an organizer or does things to help organize people, they kind of get a feeling that somebody is like anal, you know, it's like everything has to be really just so perfect. And and they think that like, for example, my closet, everything is hung just perfectly. And I try to, when I work with people, I try to take those types of barriers down that I am just, you know, an imperfect being, just like everybody else. I grew up disorganized. I had a sign on my bedroom door that my father put on it that read, cleanliness is next to godliness. Welcome to the gates of hell. Because I was just so disorganized, so that I'm I'm human and and authentic. I'm also very persistent. So I have there have been times where I have kept in touch with clients and built or actually prospects, built relationships with them over time. And I had one in particular that I'm thinking about a pretty very large company, um, sports shoe company. And this woman she calls me and she says, Mitzi. I can finally bring you in to do a program for us. And I said, wow, it's only taken 11 years. So, I mean, it's being persistent and looking at how I'm building relationships with people because 11 years is a very long time to wait to get into a company. And I just, you know, just kind of keep plugging it along. And the other thing is that I just do what I can to to help people make a difference in their own lives and try to make things as simple as possible and straightforward as possible and not really trying to complicate things. And um, I guess that would be kind of three things. Mm, So that's authenticity, uh, persistence, not making things complicated, great personal qualities here or traits that Mitzi just shared with us. And the good news is that we can all cultivate and adapt these traits into our life, lives and our, to our business as well. Being authentic, being persistent, I mean, not giving up and not making things complicated. I mean, we if we can do things in the most simple way that meets the, our customers' needs and, and, uh, and solves their problems, I think that's the beauty of it. Now, you don't have to make these things way too complicated as, as, as needed. Great personal qualities here. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get to those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Well, I, in the beginning, I used to wake up in the middle of the night crying. Um, I would just be so concerned that I wasn't going to get another 
client and that things were just going to dry up. And so I just, you, I use that to kind of push me to say, that's not going to happen. And I look at what I can do to, to help people. And, and I want to make people's lives better or, you know, in a way that's different from what they're currently doing. And I always keep that in mind. I think one of the things that pushed me was um, just, just really taking seriously that this really was a business that, that really was doing something. But also I had a client who I was coaching. I was doing one-on-one coaching with, he was the managing partner of an accounting firm and I was working with him. And he said to me one day during our coaching session, he said, can you do, uh, and this is very early on in my, like I was probably about two years into my business. And he said, can you do a workshop for our, our, um, our managers? And I said, yes, yes, I can. And then I, you know, left him and I'm in my car driving home and I thought, oh my gosh, what did you just say yes to? You've never done a workshop before. You don't know what the heck you're going to be doing. And I think the important thing is a lot of times we learn and we, we people talk about saying no and learning how to say no. And I, I teach, you know, that's one of the things that's really important in what I do in helping my clients look at ways to say no, to not overcommit to things. But I also look at ways and, and, and have people say, you know, yes is really a good word as well. And you have to think about the opportunities that are there and open your eyes to being able to see those opportunities and not just be frightened that you're going to fail at something. You have to say, wait, wait, wait a minute. I can do this. And that yes that I said to him opened up the door for me to do workshops because I was only doing one-on-one coaching. So to do workshops and to do speaking. And I am ever so grateful for him asking. And whatever was inside me that just opened my mouth and said yes without really thinking, I'm also grateful for. Hmm, I certainly can relate to this challenge that you shared with us. And there's a big lesson here for our listeners. You know, there are a lot of things going on in our mind, overcoming that fear, that self-doubt, that, that, that confidence in ourselves and not putting ourselves out there. This is something that I'm sure a lot of us can relate with. But the good thing is that when we are sharing our experiences and the challenges as well as how we're able to overcome them, we'll learn from each other. So for our listeners out there, let's learn from these challenges that uh, Mitsu shared with us and how she was able to overcome them so that when it happens to us, we now know what to do. It's really important to recognize those opportunities and say yes to them because see what happens to Missy. It started a chain of events that that um, that led her to getting more workshops, getting more speaking gigs, speaking engagements just by putting yourself out there and saying yes to opportunities. Great lesson there. Now, let's uh, switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? 
Well, the the irony is this is one of the topics that I talk about and I do workshops on this and um, help my clients with as well. And I the term work-life balance is one that actually I I don't like that term because I think work and life, work is life. So it's you could call it just life balance. But when I when I wrote about when I was writing my book and deciding how I was going to address this issue of quote work life balance, I kind of came to a, a kind of an epiphany, so to speak, is that what I really think people are looking for is quality time, and the quality time with family or with friends, quality time to do activities that they really want to be doing, that they seem to, people seem to not have enough time to do, and looking at ways to integrate and get those into into the day. So for me personally, um, it's important that I block out the time for doing things that I really want to be doing, whether it's spending time with my with friends or with my family. It's really calendar management and looking at that. It's also important to eliminate things that are time drains that are are, you know, time and energy drains that are really taking away, um, taking the energy out of things so that I don't have time to do the things that I really want to do. And it's also important to actually be able to identify and to be able to define what is what is that quality time that you want with yourself or that, quote, life balance? What would it look like? And I, I find that so many people don't really know how to define what that would be. So it's being able to define what it is that you're looking for and what you want, really looking at managing your calendar so that you are getting that time and blocking it out for the things that you want to be doing and being committed to making that happen. And um, and it's looking at the things that are taking time and energy away from you. And it could be relationships. It could be your finances. It could be you've got I had a client one time and she was in a workshop and she had like a mole on her back and it was draining her energy because she didn't know what it was. And after the workshops, she said, she came over to me, she said, I'm calling the doctor today and make an appointment. And she did. And she found out that there was nothing wrong with her. And all of a sudden she had more energy to do things that she, other things that she wanted to do, knowing that that wasn't a medical issue she had to face. So, you know, the we each have our own definition of what that is. And we have to make decisions on looking at getting that time for ourselves, looking at how we can can block it out and that we also communicate with other people what we're looking for. Hmm. And it's a tri- it's tricky, but it's it's something that's necessary. We need to kind of reinvigorate ourselves and re-energize ourselves. And if we're just constantly working, uh, then you end up can end up building a resentment towards the fact that other people are doing things that you really want to be doing or that you are constantly working and um, and not having some fun or being able to do the things that you want. Mm, I love your perspective on uh, work-life balance. And as an expert on this, personal productivity, focus, time management, I love those tips that you shared with us. I mean, striving for quality time versus perfect work-life balance. Because like me, see, I don't believe there's such thing as perfect work-life balance. Instead of striving for that one, which is just a myth, strive for quality time, strive for integration. I mean, and, and see and be flexible about around what works for you. Because 
that will be different from Asia fast. Eliminating those time and energy drains, that's a big A. And of course, managing your calendar and blocking out those time, not only for your business, but for your family, for yourself, your downtime, your health, things that you have to do to be able to keep yourself well, uh, mentally, physically, and spiritually, those are really important. Not just work, work, work. Because it's really important to find that time to slow down and take care of yourself. Because I am a big believer that ourselves is the foundation of our health. And I mean, I mean, our business. Without our health, we won't be able to build this business that we are passionate about building. So, stay focused and black out those times. Not just business, but for yourself as well, family, and other areas of your lives that are important to you. Great takeaway there. Now, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well, and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you and what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Well, success for me, I guess it's different, a lot of different things. One is that I'm doing my best for my clients and how important that is to, to be able to, like I said before, to have them see that they can make a difference in their lives, whether it's coaching or whether I'm doing a workshop or speaking and to to get if I can get that feedback from somebody, um, you know, in, in, and it comes in various ways. I just had the dean of a college who heard me speak probably about eight or nine years ago, refer one of his students to work with me. And he said, you know, I heard you and you were, you know, it was great. And it, but it, and it was nine years ago or so. And he remembered me. And um, so that's that's fabulous. Um, <clears throat> part of it also is. How I have a family, I have a son and I have a husband and their pride in what I do is really important to me to help me be motivated and helps me see the success that I am, that there is that um, in what they see in me. What I also see in myself in being proud of what I have done and accomplished and thinking about whether my, and now both my, this is going to kind of sound maybe a little bit more emotional, but both my parents are, are no longer with me. And I'll have like my, my aunt say, you know, your mom and your dad would be so proud of what you've been able to accomplish in writing a book and, you know, recently publishing the book, huge accomplishment and having people comment on, you know, how much they really love the book and the way it's written. And, and it's kind of those things that have helped me measure my success. Finances are important. Uh, that's part of it. But there's a whole inner piece of knowing what I'm doing to help change, not change people because I can't, but help other people see the ways they can change what they're doing and finding that they're loving their life differently than it was when we before we met. So those kinds of things are the way I measure the success. 
that people will refer me to other people. That's another way to measure success, uh, that people have confidence in what I do and that um, that I just really love and I have passion for doing and what I do. Mm, great perspective on success. I love how you define success and the benchmarks that you use. Success is about doing my best for my clients, making a difference in their lives. I think that's the true essence of success, being able to impact others because of what you do, whether that be your family, your clients, the world, the community. That is the true essence of success. When you know you are doing something that is impacting other people's lives, be love that you shared that one with us. Now, well, I you, know... I'm- mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I mean, some of the work I do, I do a work for an organization, a nonprofit, Dress for Success Boston, and I love what they do in helping women get back into the workplace. They help them with their clothing and everything, and then I do professional development for them. I do that pro bono, and I walk away from that experience every time I do a program for Dress for Success Boston, feeling like, oh my gosh, this was amazing. And it wasn't, I walk away inspired by the folks that I am helping, supposedly helping, I'll put quotes around that, I walk away inspired by them and their strength and fortitude to get back into the workplace and to want to be the best they can be and to having seeking out the help of an organization like Dress for Success and helping them do that. And that I can be a small part of their, you know, once they've found jobs, helping them succeed in that job. But I walk away like I am just, I walk away like walking on air when I leave doing a program for them. Mm-hmm. So that's um, something very, very special. And there's no money there for me. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, but it's, it's the best feeling. I really do. Mm, yes, I can totally imagine. I can totally feel how it how it feels because I know how it feels. I mean, I mean, knowing just, just seeing. I mean, just being part in some way, just a little. Uh, in the success of other people's lives and seeing them uh, you better their lives because you've contributed even just a little bit. That's really fulfilling. There's really an air of uh, fulfillment and gratitude that you that, that someone feels when you're able to do just like that. That Mitzi just shared with us, and it's beautiful. Now, I know you've given us a lot of tips already, but I'd love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? I think first one is to not to let anybody say to you that you can't. Don't let anyone say that you can't and you can. And it's to believe in yourself and what you have to offer. 
what you have to, so that's one. Number two, what you have to offer is to have to be something that people will actually pay for. So you want to make sure that you've got a product or a service that people will actually open up their quote pocketbooks or wallets and pay for whatever that is. I think um, another piece of advice when I first started out is to really talk to other people who have started businesses and see and learn from their successes and also from their mistakes and listen and don't, you know, use people in a positive way to to seek them out for support. So it could be to either find a mentor, which I never had, um, which would have been great to have, or some sort of a roundtable support group or create one for yourself. If there isn't a way, other people who have businesses um, that you are uh, wanting to seek advice from so that you have that support in place and and stay away from the negative Nellies, so to speak, the negative people. Don't listen to the people who are going to be shooting you down. I guess this is four, um, but don't listen to the people who are going to be shooting your ideas down and taking that energy away and that passion away. Stay away from those people and really surround yourself with those those folks that have positive energy and who are going to be supportive of you, but also honest with you. Mm, golden nuggets in those tips that you just shared with us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to not let anyone say you can't. This is really huge. Believe in yourself and for, with the value you are providing the world. And that will guide you to put yourself there and keep on pushing. The second one is to make sure you have a product or a service that people pay for. This is really huge, especially for our listeners out there who are just starting out or who are thinking of going to business. If you have that idea, get it out there, get feedback and iterate from there. Know first that this product or service or that this idea has a market for and that people are willing to pay for it. So that is a huge, huge important advice. And then the third one, of course, to talk to other people who have started businesses and learn from them. This is huge as well. It's really important to surround yourself with people who are successful, who have been to where you want to go, who are positive people, who are moving in the same direction as you, and rally yourself around it so that they can support you. Um, and there's a ton of resources that we can tap into both online and offline. You can find uh, people that are, that are in the same direction as you or have, are successful, and then you can rally for, for their support. Learn from them, whether that be from books, from courses, or mentoring with some because that is huge. So great tips here that uh, Mitzi just shared with us. So let's take action on them today. Now, this question is one I've started asking a guest and one that our listeners have repeatedly asked us. And that is, if there's one woman out there you admire the most, who would that be and why? One woman that I would, I admire the most and why? I guess it would, <laughs> it's going to sound, I guess it would be, um, well, in, in, a, in the realm of famous, I guess it would be Martha Stewart. <laughs> and uh, I just think she's phenomenal in what she's been able to build in her business. And the fact that she actually went to jail and didn't try to get out of it, I really admire that. Not that what she did to get into jail, I don't admire that at all. But but the fact that she actually she 
took the medicine she needed to, but then she came out and she still is going strong. So I guess, um, I guess it would be Martha Stewart. Mm, yeah, she's definitely a、uh, an inspiration for what she encompassed for what for her vulnerability, for her strength, for her courage to face、uh, whatever she、uh, was put into, and that night, and then serve her, you know, her duty, her, and then get out from it. It was really inspiring story、uh, in her life and what she does out there.、Uh, that's really true. Last but not least, Mitzi, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you. And then we'll end from there. Okay, so so as my company's Time Finder, and the best way to connect with me is to go to my website, which is which is timefinder dot net, timefinder dot net. Um, what I offer and what I help people with is their time planning, getting better organized, being able to delegate their work, run effective meetings, and so it's it's personal productivity. And in order to be successful and to be able to get the things done that you need to, to be able to respond time on a timely basis to clients or customers, to follow up, which is huge, to return a phone call or to re, you know email. Um, and respond back to somebody on a timely basis is again huge. It can make the difference between keeping business or losing business,、um, or getting business. And so, what I help people with is really being able to look at when they come in in the morning, how or whatever time they start their work. How do they know what they're going to do? So, I, that's one of the first questions I ask. How do you know what you're going to do? Do you, you know a massive lists of things that are keeping you unfocused? So I really help people become more focused and get the things done that they need to get done, and put it into a perspective of reality with their time. And so I've also written a book called "It's About Time: Transforming Chaos into Calm, A to Z," and that's on my web. There's a link on my website, timefinder.net, to、um, to the book, which is also on Amazon and Barnes and Noble as well. And、um, the best way to get in touch with me if people Want to is through the website. There's a contact page. There's also a place to sign up. I have a newsletter, and if people sign up for the newsletter, they get approximately 19 stress busters within about 24 hours of signing up for the newsletter. All right, so that's www.timefinder.net. I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now. www.timefinder.net. I'm sure we can all benefit from the tips and strategies that、um, Mitzi and her company provides. I mean, who doesn't want to get better at being organized or personal productivity? At least be on her newsletter so that you can be updated on what she's putting out there and get this 19 stress buster tips that she's. Uh, giving us, and also to pick up her book. It's about time. I'm sure we can all learn from what she's putting out there on the book. Again, the link is www.timefinder.net. And for our international audiences, you can order the book as well on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Again, the link is www.timefinder.net. Mitzi, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much for having me on. I truly appreciate it. 
All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Oh, 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 oh,